Legend in My Spare Time podcast contains themes and subject matter that may not be suitable for some audiences. If you're easily offended or under the completely arbitrary age of 21, we suggest you get your podcast on elsewhere. Get the fuck off of our podcast! Fucker! Previously on Legend in My Spare Time. That's right, getting the lessons on the microphone from the Van Boss here. Sitting with uh, Matt Lees, we're at uh, the BMO Field. Uh, this is Chad Barrett, you're chilling with uh, the Rev and Matt Lees uh, in the TFC, a.k.a. I guess my castle. Right on, my name's Steve Montalor of the Buffalo Sabres, and you're listening to Legend in, in My Spare Time. In My Spare Time, all right, let's do that again. Sure, my name's Adam Vancouver, and I'm on the Canadian Olympic Canoe Kayak Team. And this is Legend in My Spare Time. That's right. We're going to have a good time, we're going to talk to some more people. Yeah, that's right. Man of the match, how does it feel? Thank you. It feels undeserved. Really? Um, yeah, I think uh, you know I could have done better, and I'm going to come back next year stronger. More push-ups, more crunches. I don't know how you could have done any better than you did today, Murray. <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate it, guys. No you know, and to all my fans out there, I want to say, next year is going to be better, we're going to take the cup. Nice. Yeah, that was now, a tough break, man. Tough break. But the important question is, next year, yeah. next year you're going to shine. You're going to do the quick take with the eyes and just walk I, I'm going to shun you in probably about four or five seconds. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Fair enough. Like, hit, like the countdown. That's it's going to happen any second. <laughs> All right. See, that's the story of my life. Just like the one right. you try to date. You got four <laughs> seconds before I stop listening. Nice. Well, sir, you are today's man of the match. Thank man you. of the From match, us. yes. the prize? Are you ready for the prize? I guess. High fives. Hey. There we go. Gentlemen, it was worth it. Uh, this is Murray Foster from Great Big C, and I'm, a, I'm the newest devotee of legend in, in my spare time. You did it. You did it. Killer. Very Killer. Good. Thank you very much. That was one take and done. Brilliant. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Take care. Thank you. Have a good one. Great game. Edging in my space. Die. Motherfucker. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Legend in My Spare Time, another episode of your favorite podcast. It is me, the omnipotent one, the Reverend Matt Lees, and uh, we have a very special guest here this week. As you heard by that intro, uh, we are back discussing with one of our friends that we met at BMO Field last year. He was named our man of the match. He told us that after a five-second lapse, he was going to then shun us for eternity, Alas, he lied. We're glad he did. Please welcome, ladies and gentlemen, the bass player for Great Big C. And from Moxie Fruvis and the Cockshore Lads, a friend of ours, please welcome Murray Foster. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us today, sir. And uh, it's really nice of you to take out some of your free time. Mm -hmm. No problems. Yes. we, We are here for... Uh, one specific reason, well, not just mm-hmm. one, but uh, to help out with the Put the Boot In uh, from Right to Play and N- NXNE, North by Northeast, which is a charity football match. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I opened this episode of the show with some clips of us and uh, us chatting last year. Uh, mm-hmm. This year it takes place Sunday, June the 19th. You guys get together, you all get pledged, you all get sponsored, and then you go out there and uh, you break legs and break hips for charity. Mm-hmm. We break our own legs and hips because we're old now. So. Right, right. Well, it is a year later, and uh, the Murray Foster that I met last year did promise more intensity, more push-ups, more sit-ups this year. So what have you done in prep this year? 
Uh, less of all those things. Excellent. So Fastly, w- would yeah. you say that last year was a blatant lie or you just kind of, you know, things get busy, it got away from you, you didn't have time? A uh, blatant lie. Blatant lie. All right. Hey, you know what? I appreciate your honesty at this stage, you know. Because <laughs> if you can lie to a man's face, but as long as you're honest on Skype, they say, you know. <laughs> exactly. Now, uh, no, it'll be a, it'll be a slower game with uh, less quality and less interest for the, the casual fan. I like that. That's how you sell something right there. <laughs> if this music biz doesn't work out for you, sir, I have a feeling I'm, that I'm sales in sales me. right like that. Exactly. Absolutely. Now, uh, is there a website people can go to to sponsor you specifically? Uh, there is, and through the magic of my laptop, I'll find that excellent website uh, can- while I talk to you and distract you from the fact that I don't have it right here at my fingertips. That's okay. If I was the good uh, journalist slash uh, podcaster slash I would have, you know, I'd have that already. But That's uh, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. Pay peanuts, uh, get monkeys, folks. Welcome to your free podcast. <laughs> Um, okay, this... Uh, well, while you look for that, uh, because we've yeah. also... It was uh, one of our loyal listeners, Tim Knight, who we refer to on this show as Mike Knight, because we already have a Tim. We don't want right. to confuse people. Is, is he open Mike Knight sometimes? Yeah, he is, say? yeah. He does do that sometimes, actually. Right. And he always invites me to go karaokeing fairly often. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't, I'm not a karaoke kind of guy, man. Do you, ever, do you ever think I would be? He's like, no, I just thought I'd ask. <laughs> but I've never once, you know, I'm not not a karaoke guy. Um, right. But anyway, he introduced us last year to the possibility of coming to the game at the BMO field for, uh, you know, for the right to play, put the boot in. That's how mm-hmm. we met. And we described his play from last year as uh, running around the field like a peacock. Uh, yeah, a really, a really slow peacock. Yes. And kind of being startled. The ball would come to him and he would run the other way. <laughs> kind of startled and he kind of you know and now when i think back to that day my memory of tim i see him running on his hind legs almost you know i know he wasn't but it's so much more exaggerated in my brain now um, the most the most impressive thing about tim is, is his uh, self-preservation instinct right basically right you know, like he, he knows when to get the hell out of the way of danger which is and, anytime and, anytime there's yeah, somebody else near him and you see that on the pitch with his play. Yes. And I also remember last year he ran off uh, He ran off the field to the coach and said, sub, and he'd only been on for about two minutes, to which your <laughs> coach said, no, get back out there. <laughs> so it was a great time That's for Tim. us. That's Tim. That's right. That's right. We're proud of you, Mike Knight. You know, And uh, he is, the, of course, the reason that you are on this very show. So the listeners will be very mm. happy uh, with you know Mr. Mike Knight. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy. And he's, he's he's a great guy, great guy in the locker room, you know, positive presence. It's just that he moves like a slow peacock on the pitch, and that's okay. That's true. You know, we need that. He's always there fl- He's always there with some baby powder or some moisturizer. Yeah. You know. We need that flavor on the pitch, you know? We don't that's have true. that from anyone else. So. That's true. He has the big faux hawk. You know, he's the character. He's the Beckham out yeah. there. Uh, yeah. Taking away the skill and the physical build and the being yeah. married to a Spice Girl. Yeah. and Some of the fans want that. That's and true. that's what we provide. That's what he provides. That's true. That's true. Um, do you want this URL? Yes, sure. The la- ladies and gentlemen at home, if you would like to sponsor Murray and help him beat, not only raise money for charity, but beat Mike Knight. We do not yes. want Tim Knight, Mike Knight, to come in first this year because no. I think he came in no. first last year, didn't he? No. Uh, the, the other team won, if that's what you mean. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yes, yes. You were... Controversially, controversial penalty kicks. Yeah. Yes, that's right. But you were still the man of the match. However... Uh, yeah, that's right. Chosen by uh, us. Remember, your prize was a high five. I'm sure it was the highlight of your yeah. last six months, and I'm sure you remember, as we do. Yeah, 
Yeah, I. That's all I can think about. Absolutely. This, this past year. I'm sure you haven't, you know, finished a new album, toured it, and promoted it, and done anything other than our high five at BMO. You I know? actually refuse to high five anyone else. Since then, since it's then. just not the same, right? It's a special gesture. That's like you and I. Th- I appreciate it. Thank you. So, mm-hmm. what's the what's the URL so these people can throw some money towards the charity here and help you out? Well, they'll need a pen. A pen, ladies and, and gentlemen. Yeah, and they might need a second pen because the first one's going to run out of ink because this is pretty long. Okay, so what I'll also do is I'll put it in the tag of the episode available on iTunes and on the website too. So Okay, well, here it is quickly and then they yep. can look it up. It's right to play, oh, it's HTTP, blah, 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 right to play dot aka raisin dot mm-hmm. com okay. forward slash NXNE 2011 forward slash Murray Foster. Yeah, you weren't kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Very Foster. All right, so yes, ladies and gentlemen, that'll be available for you in the uh, in the uh, on the episode information available on iTunes. Our listeners are strangely generous. It's it's crazy. There we have listeners from about twelve countries all over the world. That's great. Um, and recently, my uh, independent rock band were promoting and trying to put money together for our album. So we had a friend of ours on the show with us. And mm-hmm. I said, hey, anybody who donates more than $25, I'll send you a copy of the album when it's done. Here's the email. And then he said, why don't you take it one step further and offer custom cover songs? And I was like, well, how would we do that? And he's like, I don't know, charge $100 and they can pick any cover song and you'll record it and send it back to them. And wouldn't you know what? That $100 email started showing up. Oh, my God. How I know. Uh, three, to be exact. <laughs> and I was like, dude, these listeners sent me $300. And I have to, <laughs> I have to record. Um, I have to record uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, "Life by the Drop," which uh-huh. is already part of our set. So I wasn't like, "Oh no, I have to learn these terrible songs." Wow. Uh, I have an original song that one of the gentlemen wants me to reword the chorus to include his name, uh-huh. which I think is actually a really cool idea. And then the third song has not been chosen yet. The person is essentially dangling the carrot and saying that I'm their song whore. And when they're ready, they'll tell me what song it is. <laughs> but that's great. That sounds like subdom stuff there. That's like, yeah. you know, it's, that's pretty cool. It's the internet, right? What can you do? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's very cool, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's enjoyable. There's actually a strange connection because you guys did a song. You did Spider-Man. And uh, we do a song called Lois Lane, which is listing all the comic book and TV shows and the characters that aren't available on television anymore. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, and that's the one that uh, the one gentleman wants me to take uh, the name out because I talk about how cool AC Slater is. Uh, right. And he wants me to put in his name, JJ Hawkins, who has his own <laughs> podcast. And he's one of our, he's a friend of ours, as they say. Nice. Friend of the show. That's right. A friend of the show. Sure. Yeah. You know, even if he's American, we're going to forgive him. Yep. Yep. And he forgives us having Stephen Harper in, in power. Yeah, yeah, they're more mad at us for uh, things like um, Celine Dion and Nickelback. To be honest, it comes right, up. It comes right. up a lot, and uh, <laughs> you know, I'm sure you probably can't. Uh, you probably can't comment because you're the first person who's probably ever, you know, had a potential to call those people peers. So you don't have to rip on them. That's okay. We don't have to get you in trouble. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, I would happily rip on them if they would consider me a peer. Like if they, if that ended up in a lawsuit and they sort of noticed me, that would be great. I would take that on in a second. Well, that's always my stance with the podcast. We say whatever we want and we'll do whatever we want. Hopefully, we'll piss somebody off enough that they'll come after us and then there's no bad exposure. <laughs> no, no. You know? no hey, we're, hey, we're being sued by this website. Cool. Is it going to get <laughs> on the news? Like, you know, that's okay. We want to do mm-hmm. what we can to get more hits onto this podcast because it's just fun. It's a good, it's a good friendly hobby and damn it, it keeps the kids off the streets, you know? There you go. There just you trying go. to do my part for society. 
Yeah, yeah. Off the streets and onto the soccer pitch. That's right. Sunday, June 19th. It's in uh, Toronto. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to put this episode up fairly immediately. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, most of our listeners, like I said, are worldwide. So don't fly in for this one, folks. You know, you can send or, money. Or do. Or do. You, if you, okay, fine. Fly in, folks. You got the website. Go, go Here's ahead. what you do, folks. You calculate the cost of a flight and a hotel room and drinks and a couple dinners, and then you donate that and Ooh. stay home. That's a good strategy. And don't forget to donate it to Murray Foster, not to Mike Knight. Yes, exactly. Because anyone else. If we can't be petty or personal, you know, what can we be in these days? <laughs> we wouldn't be being ourselves, and that's, that's not fair. That's very true. Now, if we could just, uh, just for a minute or two, chat about the music thing. The music yes. thing. I hear your story. Yeah. Kind of a musician. Um, mm. Something that was interesting for me, um, like I went, you know, I've obviously heard lots of Great Big C. I mm-hmm. really, really liked the, the Moxie Fruva stuff. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. the stuff that I went back and listened to because it just had that, uh, I don't, like that flair, that little bit of unique style to it. I really enjoyed yep. it. Um, my cool. curiosity was being a musician. We are always mm-hmm. uh, begging uh, somewhat for acceptance, and you know, there's that thing inside us that we always want that acceptance. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know the period of when you joined uh, Great Big C. Something already formed. Was there an awkward transitional period where you had to kind of become one of the boys? Was it strange at first? Were they totally open-hearted? Like, you know, was there anything in that situation? Well, it was uh, was strange for me. It was more of an internal struggle than sort of an external one, I would say, because I was used to being um, sort of a full, like a full member, member of the band. So that was sort of my band. And I was going into a situation where it was, was very much their band and they were bringing me on uh, you know, basically to replace their their old bass player. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there were a few moments, uh, by, and by a few moments, I mean a few years, where I had to sort of catch myself, um, I, you know, thinking that I was sort of, I would be included in sort of every meeting and every discussion. And in fact, at one time I remember specifically, we were on the tour bus, and this would have been sort of week three of me being the band. And uh, the guys were like, Okay, let's have a meeting in the back lounge of the bus, and so sort of saying, saying that generally to everyone, and so every like the three main guys in the band walked to the back lounge of the bus, and I followed them, and they we got in there, and they looked at me like, "What the hell are you doing here?" Oh yeah. So uh, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm not really in this band." So you know, it's not it, partly it's it's in my own head that I have to think of this as not necessarily my band, but also they also you know, have a line between the three core members and myself and the drummer who were sort of new additions to the band. Um, so yeah, it's a very different situation. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's one that I've had to, you know, change my thinking about it. Also, uh, the, the benefit of it. And, and as time has gone on, I've realized how great a benefit this is, is that I'm, it's actually great to be free of all that, all that talk and all those emails and all those decisions, like all the politics that come with being in a band, um, especially a band at that level, you know, some decisions that are made, and I hear about these kind of secondhand, take a hundred emails going mm-hmm. back and forth, hundred heated emails to decide which hotel the band's going to stay in in Dayton, Ohio, um, for example. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it is so such a blessed situation to be free of those because, you know, I know that from Fruvis there are times when, you know, discussions get ugly and they get heated and there's, you know, blood on the floor. And uh, it's it's great to be kind of blissfully unaware of all that stuff, and just to just to be a, a guy who plays in the band and plays plays the music, 
it's kind of it, in some ways it's the best of all possible worlds to have all the good stuff about being a band without all the crap that comes from the politics and the democracy of being a band, mm-hmm. the messy stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it was quite a transition, but um, in the end, it's yeah, there's there are good points and bad points. Um, it's kind of like. Um, I can be a lot d- stupider in this band, you know, and just just play bass, right? And not not worry. I can sort of not worry and be happy. Yeah, which is which is a great because uh, again, musicians do spend a lot of their time panicking and worrying and arguing because it's essentially when you're in a band, you're in a marriage. You know, I think a lot of people have said that, but that is exactly how it is because you have to consider what all four people think and how all you know how, what everybody else wants to do. Yeah, I mean, you you, uh, you know, in, in the best of all worlds, you function as a marriage. So it's an emotional relationship. It's a f- business relationship. Uh, it's a creative relationship. And it's also, you're also roommates because you're on the road. So uh, you have to function at a very high level in all of these ways at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it, it makes it a lot easier for me to not have to function on a business level, you know, with, with those guys. Like I can get along with them just as as guys on the bus or guys on stage without having this knot of anger or angst in my gut because right. we just have this huge argument about x some business yes. thing you know right exactly so uh so yeah it makes it a lot easier for me you know and, and but I, you know with fruvis i was on the other side like i was fully in that uh and and so i was party to all of those you know those nasty discussions and those great discussions, those, that excitement that comes from being in a band, but also the, the sort of nuts and bolts of being business partners with these guys who you start off just being creative partners with and suddenly yeah. you're running a company with them. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's an interesting transition. And, and, and it's interesting for me to have done both, to be sort of a founding member and be really in the band and then to be, you know, a sideman, essentially, mm-hmm. where, I, where I can, you know, when, when the sort of, heated arguments start i can just say i'm going to the pub you know yeah and just vanish definitely so. yeah absolutely because mm. it doesn't matter what level it is whether it's the level of uh the, a fruvis or a great big c or an independent band there is so much drama and cattiness going on whether it's you know uh, the band makes 200 dollars tonight how do we split that up evenly you know and mm-hmm. maybe the drummer feels like he deserves a little more because he carried the drums or the bass totally, player yeah. rented a bass amp so he thinks he deserves a little more and yeah absolutely, you know, yeah. people aren't privy to that stuff if they're not in a band uh when yeah. i when i try to compare it for them I, I try to make it like you know picture everyone's gone on a vacation in a like a group like with a big family Mm-hmm. And Uncle Jay wants to go on go to this place, and but your aunt wants to go there, and your cousin, and you're trying mm-hmm. to go in six different places the entire time. And sometimes what mm-hmm. happens is nobody has any fun at all. And yeah, exactly. For, for me, that's what happens in the band experience sometimes, which is right now I have a, a, a core of you know three three guys that we don't really we don't play very often. We play when we're happy to play and when it works for us to play. Mm-hmm. But none of us want any of that drama stuff. So mm-hmm. we have our mm-hmm. limits. Everybody wants to make X before we'll do anything. And we want to mm-hmm. make sure this is happening. Other than that, you know, I, I've played for so long independently that I'm beyond the point of let's go to the open stage and play and let's exactly. drag our gear down to play three. No, no, no. no. Yeah. I'm yeah. done now. Not to say I feel like I deserve better. I'm just too, I'm just too lazy. It's too much work and yeah. it's not really worth the payoff because I can have just as much fun playing at home and performing and yeah. recording a podcast with my friends, you know, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, for, I've always said there's, there are two places in the music industry where you want to be that are, that are worth being. One is at the top, at the top, I guess, like where you make a living from it. 
And the other is, and I shouldn't say top and bottom, one's where you're totally, um, you do it full time. And the other is, is where you just do it just for fun. And it stays fun all the time, you know. Yeah, exactly. There's no point. There's no point sort of going in that half, that like halfway where you're trying to make a living at it. You're doing the open stages and all the crappy stuff, but you're not making a living. You know, if you're just going to do it for fun, then make it fun all the time. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and if you think you can push through and get and make a career of it, then then go for it. Um, but don't hang around that middle range where you're kind of. You're not making a living, but you're doing stuff you don't enjoy. That just doesn't make any sense. No, exactly. And you know, it's it's harder to write material as an independent guy too if you're not having fun. You know, you don't you're not wanting to create because you don't really yeah. care to go out and perform it at this point. And yeah. uh, I have a group of friends here in the area that run a run their own uh, professional wrestling promotion. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been ring announcing with them for the last year, and I'm having the fun that I used to have when I first started playing music. Yeah, it's that excitement of like I get to say the craziest things. Yeah, I get to introduce these insane characters, you know. And for now, that's a lot of fun for me. So yeah. uh, the band and I record in the background, and we record when we're able to. But you know, I'm sure the record will take ten years to put out. But we'll be yeah. really happy about it when we do it, you know, because we're doing it for that's, us, not really for. That's you know. perfect. That's exactly. Perfect. So you know, and we yeah. play songs on this podcast. I'll put files up, and people respond and say they're enjoying them and things like that. And that's mm-hmm. enough for me right now because it doesn't make me miserable. There's one uh, there's one musical project I have on the go called the Cocksure Lads, and I'm doing it with one of the Fruvis guys, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's a fake '60s British like Britpop band. Oh, that's great! Uh, and we just put a you know it, the the story is we've uh, you know literally 20 years ago when Fruvis was starting, we uh, we wrote a couple songs as like to sort of take the piss out of that that era, like mm-hmm. early '60s Herman's Hermit stuff. And, uh, you know, just kind of for, for shits and giggles. And then Mike and I in the band, we, we kind of loved that genre so much, we just kept writing songs until basically cut to 2010. We had 25 Cocksure Lads songs. And so we went in the studio and recorded 12 of them and, and released the greatest hits of the Cocksure Lads. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, that's, that's out as of last fall. Um, and we have a Facebook page. Um, so it's Facebook slash cocksure lines i think uh and uh yeah so this fall we're going to start touring it like playing live with it and we're going to shoot a video that's great that's the uh that's that's what's sort of keeping me busy outside of you know great big c and all that stuff right because essentially while you enjoy and love it great big c is quote unquote a job because you know you're part you're part of their machine you join their machine when they need you yeah other than that you're free to do their own machine yeah, definitely. Yeah. And other than that, you're free to do your own projects. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is so, why I'm happy to do what I do and work and do things so that I can actually, you know, do this podcast as a hobby in my spare time, as it were. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sometimes in in life, you know, you don't get to do everything that you want. Sometimes you have to do enough so that you can, you know, front and fund your own hobbies and your own, you know, day to day dreams yeah. as they were. Mm. For, for sure. So everybody needs to check out the Cocksure Lads. Yeah, uh, great big C, of course. Now and of course, um, Moxie Fruvis, who are available on iTunes as well. So yes, yes, as are the Cocksure Lads. Oh, excellent! I'll be checking that out. Check out uh, "Stuck in the '90s." I enjoy that song, um, mm-hmm. and of course, Spider Man. Because of course, Spider Man. Who doesn't love the this, legendary? Who doesn't love the song Spider Man? You know, mm-hmm. the I'm, evil man is Spider Man. That's right. Is that from friend? It's Spider Man. It's not his last name. He's Spider Man. <laughs> um, speaking of superheroes, did you see the new X Men film yet? No, I want to. As my friend calls it, Muppet Baby X Men, <laughs> and uh, it's really great. I actually think I enjoyed it more than any of the other X Men. 
Uh, yeah, it looks great. It's well reviewed, and um, except for the first X Men, the other ones were crap. I thought so. Yeah. I'm not surprised this is the best one. Yeah, I find the first X Men doesn't hold up though when I go back and watch yeah. it again. I the thought Wolverine it was stuff is really charming, and the rest is a little lame, quite frankly. Yeah, so. but that being said, there is a I, with no spoilers, of course, there is a fantastic cameo in uh, X Men. Cool. Uh, really, really cool cameo. That it's very quick, but it made me laugh really hard. It was really good. That's great. That's and it, great. It got the girlfriend to look at me and go, "What's that's? It's not that funny." <laughs> you know, and I'm the nerd that's like, "No, it's funny because." And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you nerd." But what else we have is, as a film fan, you'll 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 be interested to know that I have I'm in a movie pool with ten other teams where we do total North American uh, box office for ten films each. Right. And and uh, I picked up Bridesmaids for for cheap, and it's going to do 180 million. So nice. So I'm, yeah, kicking ass in the movie pool too. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Maybe I hope that Super Eight is high on your list because I plan to see it many times. So hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully I'm helping out. I'm helping the cause a little bit and getting some money up there, you know? Well, my friend has Super 8, so he'll all tell him. He'll be happy to hear that. Uh, I saw it last night. And what did you think? You've seen it then? Yes. You have seen it. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't think... um, uh, I would say that it's not as magical as it thinks it is, as it wants to be. Right. It wants to create that sort of old school, well, like, you know, Spielberg... 80s Hollywood magic thing, yeah, and it and it kind of fails at that. It's kind of it's a nice movie, but it doesn't do what it, it's trying to do. I think you know. Yeah, see, I felt, kid, I kid, felt similar to that. I felt very very much the same as that, but I thought it was me being old and the magic not, <laughs> magic not working on me anymore. Yeah, well, it's funny because the guy I saw it with, who's a total uh, movie buff, and I think has never hated a movie in his life, he said, "If I was 13, I would love that movie." So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe we are just old. Yeah. But I also exactly. think that, I also think if we saw you know whatever, if we were watching ET at this age, we would feel like it was magical. You know. Yeah. Exactly. So I think it's the movie's failure, not our age failure. So, Maybe. Yeah. Know. And because it's it's other movies failing it too, because they had to show like you know spoiler alert, but they had to show like the actual creature on the camera and everything like that. I yeah. feel like back in the day that Spielberg wouldn't have shown us the monster until the very end, you know, and yeah. he wouldn't have been caught on camera. You wouldn't see him sneaking around the town because that kind of CGI takes away from that magic. I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm yeah. from the era of the Goonies when you could see the set moving when they're running yeah. around in the caves and stuff, you know, <laughs> Yeah. or Star and that Trek. Stuff still, that stuff still works, like regardless of how far, you know, CG moves forward. Um, if the movie works, if the magic of the movie works, you can ignore that stuff, you know? Exactly. Like, that, it that, seems that all that my never just, That's never just ruined a movie. Like, bad CG, you know? Like, if the movie works. Yeah. Yeah, and exactly. It, For example, Star Wars, you know, the new trilogies aren't ruined by the CGI because those movies are all shite. Exactly, yeah. So, and we could we could probably watch, you know, the voyages of Sinbad and, and the, you know, the funny-looking skeletons and get into that, too. You know, like, that, that works. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Moved, we've moved light years past that you yeah. know, in terms of effects. So. No, maybe yeah, we are I, just old. I, what's that? Maybe we are just old and we're not the target but, audience yeah. anymore. Yeah, but I also feel like J.J. Abrams was going for something uh, sort of out of his comfort zone. You know, like mm-hmm. he was saying, I'm going to do I'm gonna do a Spielberg thing. I think when he goes back to doing the J.J. Abrams thing, he'll be, he'll be back on his game. 
you know yeah because he knows how to make magic when you know when he when he hits it because his next so, one is the next star trek is that or is there something before that? some i think yeah something like that yeah and i loved the last one that he yeah. did i thought it was great i absolutely really, did it really started yeah. rekindled and recreated um, yeah. the star trek story and actually right after i saw it i got to go and visit some friends in iowa and i got to go to riverside iowa yeah which is the hypothetical birthplace of uh J- james t kirk yeah, and uh, yeah. the spot of the where the ship is being built at the beginning of the new film, yeah. uh, and it's really funny. They have you go into the the local bar. It's a very very tiny town, and there's a pool table, and under the pool table there's a little plaque that says, "Here is the spot that James T. Kirk will be conceived on this date," <laughs> and it's literally under a pool table. So then we're discussing like, well, what? How? How? What? We're all staring at the pool table like, how did? The, all right, you know, in a bar that's full. Uh, and then when you and then you, you go around literally like a tiny little alleyway in what seems like you know uh, a grandma's backyard, like with a clothesline and everything. Yeah. Uh, and there's just a giant pile of rocks that says "Birthplace of James T. Kirk." <laughs> so we decide to take pictures on them, and t- to which we almost knock over all the rocks and we almost ruined Riverside. Um, <laughs> but it was a really cool trip. It was a lot of fun. It was one of those That's trips. Great. There was about four of us, but only one or the only two geeks. Yeah. So the other two were kind of like. What are we doing here? <laughs> I'm like, well, this is where James T. Kirk will be born. Uh, I don't really get it. I don't really understand what yeah. we're doing. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's. Can we go now? No, we haven't seen all the stones yet. And I paid ten dollars for an iron-on, uh, a sew-on uh, captain's badge. Oh, that's great. That's fantastic. Yeah, it, was, it was a good trip. Well, I love. Uh, yeah, good homage. Good little, uh, you know, trip trip to the mecca. That's right. right. Because when you're when you're a little nerdy like I am, you know those kinds mm-hmm. of things are uh, those kinds of things are crazy enjoyable, and nobody else ever gets them. They always just think you're very strange. Did you refer to yourself as a little nerdy? Yeah, well, I'm actually full on nerdy, but uh, I, I I tend to release that slowly, one stage at a time, <laughs> so that I don't overload people with my nerdy. You know, you got to go easy on that. You got to just a little bit at a time. Yeah, but you know, these days people's tolerance for nerdy is pretty high. That, that's true because nerds do run the world now yeah it's tough to shock people you yeah. know people work for nerds most people yeah. these days so that's true i did once save and travel to florida to a toy collector's convention just so i could meet the guy who played biff tannen at an autograph signing <laughs> see i don't even know who that is uh from so. uh, back to the future okay yeah. uh he was the bully you know uh egg yeah you know that's right uh, but he was going to the uh, he was going to be at that thing, and there was going to be a DeLorean and collectibles and all these things you could buy, and you couldn't buy, you still can't buy Back to the Future related things in stores. So mm-hmm. I did mm-hmm. once make my entire family uh, in February one year. I thought, you know, I, I should implant it Jedi mind trick and say, you know, I hear Florida's lovely in February, <laughs> and Disney World isn't very busy, so we should all go to Florida. And uh, <laughs> we've established your geek cred. That's right. Uh, my right. Au- my autographed Biff Tannen picture that hangs on my wall proves my credibility. <laughs> um, See, I just I just dabble. You know, I, I'm I'm a I'm a dilettante when it comes to this stuff. So, which is cool. But I mean, you were also as a terrible segue. You were once in a band that performed a version of Spider Man. Yeah. No. I I've certainly um, I feel like I've contributed a lot to the culture, the geek culture, and yet you know. I'm certainly out geeked by many many of our fans. Right. So it, it's it's as if you're vouched for by the geek and nerd community. Absolutely. But you're not no, a full fledged member. I'm I'm bonafide, I think, you know. Yes. I think I'm 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 worthy of, you know, 
of the affection of geeks, you know, in many ways. But uh, but myself, you know, I, I have a, a long history of Dungeons and Dragons, but it kind of ends there, you know. Right. So so there aren't so any. That, I can assume there aren't any action figures on stands at your house. Uh, no, there aren't. <clears throat> me, uh, no, I, me, I, I, me I've never felt so much pressure to to lie and say there are, but uh, okay. But no. Well, no, uh, me neither. I, I don't have any uh, action figures around <laughs> either. Uh, or, or signed posters of characters from Back to the Future. No, yeah. uh, not at all. Not at all. I do not have a, an autographed Iron Sheik action figure within arm's reach. Uh, <laughs> not at all. There is not a fully interactive R2-D2 robot in the room, Murray. I, I can't tell you that. <laughs> when was the last time you ate a vegetable? All right, that's the question. Actually, you know, I eat fairly well recently because I started working in a restaurant. Oh well, there you go. So you, go. you know, I'm I'm doing all right. I'm doing I'm working yeah. my ass off, but I'm doing all right. <laughs> all right. Now, don't get too healthy because it'll wreck everything. It'll you know just that. ruin my reputation completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You need absolutely. a bad complexion, pasty, the whole thing. Yeah, I need to kind of be you know the opposite. I can be a little nerdy, but still be the cool kid too. You know. <laughs> you have it all. That's right. I wear my Star Trek T-shirt under a button-up shirt you know <laughs> that's right so yeah no matter where i end up if i end up at a nerd party i can take i can open the shirt and be like don't worry i'm one of you you open it like superman you know that's, that's right. right perfect exactly perfect well murray foster from moxie fruvis the cocksure lads and great big c actually i like your uh littlest fish in the great big c that's really really clever uh yeah, thank apt. you Thank you once again for uh, being here and spending your free time with us. We really appreciate it. The listeners appreciate it as well. Um, Lots of fun. The really long email st- or the really long uh, URL starts with Right to Play, but uh, it's going to be in the email. It's going to be in the tag of the episode. So pick up your iPod, iPhone, or your Zoom right now and take a look. There's your link. Go over and yeah. uh, help Murray uh, help out this great charity. And uh, yeah, right, right to play. That's great right, charity. And uh, if you get a chance on the field, give Tim Knight a little kick in the ankle and tell yes. us from the listeners of uh, of the Limpst podcast. That sounds good. I'll do that in, in the dressing room before the game just to, just to make sure I get it right. Yes, absolutely. I appreciate it. And uh, if you'd like to write to me and let me know what you thought of today's episode and how you feel and pl- demand that Murray join us again because he was thoroughly entertaining, you can do that at legendinmypodcast at gmail.com. Other than that, I don't have any other exciting information. Murray, do you have any genuine... Uh, or, genuine is not the right word. Do you have any fascinating closing words for us? Uh, no. not a, I don't even have one. Nice. Not, not, not one one. But I will say that uh, when the Cocksure Lads come to do uh, our live shows in Toronto in the fall and when our video is ready, uh, which we I hope we're going to shoot in September, then I'd love to come back on and talk about that. You are welcome. The Cocksure Lads experience. You are welcome anytime, sir. And All if right. the cocksure lads play anywhere around Kitchener and you need a curmudgeonly blues singer to open for you, I might know a guy. Just saying. Uh, we might need some guy to come up, come up on stage and yell wrestlers' names. I, I Listen, I might know that guy too. Don't you worry. <laughs> I'm your boy. Don't forget. All right. <laughs> Murray, thank Robert. you very much for joining us. But okay. Thank you once again. And uh, Murray, have a great day. Good luck on the field on Sunday, sir. Cheers. Thank you very much. Legend in my spare time. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Is he strong? Listen, bud. He's got radioactive blood. Hey there, there goes the Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Check out Murray Foster and all of his musical projects. Moxie Fruvis, as you can hear here, available on iTunes. 
Great Big C, of course, available on iTunes and all over the interweb. And the Cockshore Lads, available on iTunes and touring very soon. With the speed of light, he arrives just in time. Well, no red-blooded boy. Attention gamers, collectors, dart players, pool sharks, and nerds alike. If you are looking for anything to step your game up or equip yourself to start a brand new hobby, then Planet Leisure at 370 Highland Road West is your ideal destination. With the finest selection of board games, darts, pool cues and accessories, action figures, puzzles, toys, and classic retro collectibles, you need not waste any more time. Go right to the spot. Planet Leisure, 370 Highland Road West in Kitchener. And if they don't have it, they'll find it for you. 519-772-0131. Don't forget to mention the podcast and save 15%. Planet Leisure. inside serves you well. Planet Leisure, 519-772-0131. Remember, the force will be with you, always. If you would like to help the Matt Lee's band finish their debut record... Two sides to every hero you can do so by donating any amount to legendinmypodcast at gmail.com. Can I come a little closer? I swear there is nothing wrong with me. I'm just a little homesick. A man who is missing his fantasy. I'm screaming and I'm screaming I tried and I tried But I can't make a sound No Hold a little closer Cause this could be the moment It all breaks down again You don't have to say It's beautiful Or say anything at all You don't have to say It's beautiful Just leave it to the melody The ghost in you Haunts me when I'm sleeping late at night The ghost in you Taunting every single word I write The ghost in you Haunts me when I'm sleeping late at night The ghost in you Taunting every single word I write You don't have to say Say anything at all You don't have to say it's beautiful Just leave it to the melody So can I come a little closer I'm almost sure there's not much wrong with me I'm just a little crazy A man who is missing his fantasy So may I introduce you I'm a jump-started, broken-hearted storyteller for you. I'm a handwritten page in a digital age. You don't have to say it's beautiful or say anything at all. You don't have to say it's beautiful. Just leave it to the melody. The ghost in you haunts me when I'm sleeping late at night. The ghost in you Taunting every single word I write The ghost in you 
haunts me when I'm sleeping late at night The ghost in you Taunting every single word I write And you don't have to say it's beautiful To say anything at all You don't have to say it's beautiful Just leave it to the melody Sunshine when she's gone. It's not warm when she's awake. No sunshine when she's gone. This house to sing home anytime she goes away. Wonder this time where she's gone. If she's gone for good Ain't no sunshine she's gone She's always gone too long Anytime she goes away Sunshine and she's gone In the darkness every day And all sunshine she's gone She's always gone too long Anytime she goes away 